0: Welcome to Working Gratitude, Real People, Real Gratitude at Work, with your host, Darren Hollingsworth, Chief Gratitude and Accountability Officer at Odonata Coaching and Consulting. The Working Gratitude podcast was launched in 2012 to stimulate dialogue and conversation about research-based best practices of gratitude in the workplace and ways that gratefulness is expressed via philanthropy. These brief interviews with successful leaders from a variety of professional environments will encourage and inspire you and give you ideas about how you can start Working Gratitude. Thank you for listening to Working Gratitude. Now here's your host, Darren Hollingsworth.
1: Hello, and welcome to Working Gratitude. Today I would like to start by sharing a couple of new tools that I have added to my toolkit for Working Gratitude and expanding this conversation a podcast and a couple of books that I want to recommend. The podcast Work and Life with Stu Friedman from Wharton. I recently listened to his episode that featured Hal Gregerson and Hal's book, Questions Are the Answer, looks to be a promising part of this conversation with some additional curiosity added in there. And also Mike Robbins' book, Focus on the Good Stuff, The Power of Appreciation. I do listen to Mike's podcast, and I've found that this book is very much aligned, and he has as, a, as one of his principal tools in Focus on the Good Stuff – the conversation around gratitude. Stu is the founding director of Wharton's Work-Life Integration Project, and Mike is an author of several books, including Bring Your Whole Self to Work, How Vulnerability Unlocks Creativity, Connection, and Performance. Have a listen to these colleagues, and let me hear from you about your perspective on their great work. So let's work some gratitude today, and my guest is Michael Kurland. As an award-winning CEO, Michael is committed to leading with purpose, giving back to his community, and living a healthy lifestyle. So he's a natural fit for the conversation around working gratitude. Michael launched Branded Group in 2014 and has led its year-over-year exponential growth and cultural transformation. His clear vision to hashtag Be better, has resulted in deep and long-lasting client and partner relationships, innovative facilities, maintenance programs that drive client satisfaction and a respected position in the industry. He is, well, he is a well-established author of several thought leadership articles published such as Forbes, Inc., and Thrive Global. I got acquainted with Michael through one of these articles that was on LinkedIn, uh, the title of that one was An Attitude of Gratitude Reaps Big Rewards. So naturally, I was drawn to investigating the article further. I've looked forward to this conversation and the great work that Michael is doing. So thank you very much for joining me today, Michael.
2: Uh, thank you, Darren.
1: What I like to do is give our guests an opportunity to introduce your philosophy about gratitude a little bit more and how you've brought it to the workplace already before we start our more direct conversation about working gratitude. So give our listeners a perspective of your business.
2: Well, Branda Group is a nationwide facility maintenance construction management company. Uh, We do on-demand facility maintenance construction management special project implementation for retail locations, restaurants, healthcare facilities, educational institutions, among uh, other industry verticals. So what does that mean? Um, We're basically a a broker between a retailer such as Apple and a subcontractor door vendor in Kansas City. So instead of Apple calling a small mom-and-pop guy to go handle one door in Kansas City once a year, they send all of their door work to us for the entire country. And then we basically manage that process for them so that they don't have to have so many different people in their systems to deal with per se.
1: Got it. So it's, it's got a lot of breadth and, and a high touch, high value proposition for your clients then in kind of managing the whole process for them.
2: Correct. And to answer your first question of the gratitude at work. <clears throat> when you're fixing toilets for retailers across the country, <laughs> there's not a lot of uh, great feeling about that. You know, you don't go home at night feeling like you're putting a real change in the world. So, uh, in 2015, I started really wondering, like, what kind of uh, lasting impression was I leaving on this earth through my work? And I started, you know, taking a deeper dive into how I could give back through my biggest asset, which is brand group to the, the, you know, United States in general. And that's where I started coming up with ideas surrounding gratitude and gratitude and through the work.
1: Fantastic. So let's really talk about that and dive in more, more just about specifically today or this week. Is there something that you want to share with our listeners that you are particularly grateful for at work recently?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm actually very grateful for my team. Um, I am so happy that I have a team in place that uh, allows me to do my job and focus on my strengths, which I believe are building company culture and and driving business development. Uh, but that wasn't always the case when you uh, when you're an entrepreneur and you're running a startup. You're obviously wearing a lot of hats, and I. And, you know, a jack of all trades, but a master of none. <laughs> so I was doing accounting, I was doing operations, and uh, I can tell you, and my team will probably second this. I wasn't the greatest at it, but I was able to get it done. Um, but we, you know, over the course of time, my co-founders, uh, Kira and John, helped me, you know, get in my lane, which was business development, and uh, and um, business development and, and culture. And John. Was, Stuck to the operations. Kira then got into the teaching and training, and now I'm able to put my head down on the pillow at night and not worry about uh, accounting. I'm not having to worry about operations and know that I'm able to, you know, focus on the company culture and the business development. And this all came to me after reading uh, the book, The E Myth. Are you are you familiar with that book at all?
1: Some, yeah. Tell our listeners a little bit more about that, though. I think it's a good one to share.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a book. It's called the E Myth and I actually read the E Myth revisited and at that point I you know I was still very early on into the uh first year and a half of Branded Group, starting to realize that uh, also, you know, I wasn't feeling as fulfilled by doing what I was doing, but uh I started realizing that I was wearing so many hats And I had to put the right people in the right places. That's the big, overdrawing, overarching thing of the E-Myth, is that you will never succeed if you don't hire the right people and put them in the right places to do the right things so that you can focus on what you do best, because you can't do everything. Um, So now I took that and I put it into place here at Brand Group. And my team is now fully functional with all of the key business supported and in position to thrive. So I'm grateful that I was fully able to let go and and truly become a better leader because that was also hard. You definitely have an, an ego when you're running a company. And as much as I didn't want to let go of the accounting and the operations, I had to because we would never have succeeded and grown to the, the place that we're at now.
1: Well, there's a key self-awareness there that is a thread in so many of these conversations with leaders and entrepreneurs like you that you have the passion, you have the vision, you have a lot invested both financially and in your uh, sense of professional identity and sometimes your personal identity. And so I hear consistently from um, leaders like you that this idea of finding the right people so that you can play to your strengths and let the, there's a lot of faith and there's a lot of vulnerability. And when you start to, to blend those, the, the team sees it, you are able to cultivate an environment that perpetuates uh, empowerment and innovation. I, I mentioned uh, in my intro, Mike Robbins, I know Mike Robbins really talks about finding your strength a lot. Uh, and several of the other authors and teachers that I read really talk about that. So I'm, I'm excited to explore the e a little further. You also have alluded to my second question really already is that when you face challenges, either as an individual or as part of a team, uh, there are things that you can look back on that may not have been great when you were going through them. But when you face you look at them from the other side, you can actually find a point of gratitude Can you share with us a challenge that you or your team have faced that you can now look at with a lens of gratitude?
2: Absolutely. Uh, Personally, uh, the way Branded Group was was spawned was was I've been in this industry for over 15 years now. It's pretty much all I've ever done. Uh, retail facilities, maintenance management. <laughs> so <laughs> never, never thought that that's what I'd be doing when I graduated college. But uh, I would worked for an, a company very similar to Branded Group for seven years prior. And after year six, they sold to private equity. And in year seven, I was the vice president of sales for all six years. And then I got demoted. And the last year there, I was let go. And I was let go not because I was uh, – Bad at my job, I was let go for other political reasons. And, you know, at the time I was, you know, I'm good at my job. What am I doing wrong? Why would I be let go? Um, and that actually sprung board me into starting Branded Group. So, you know, at, at the time, being I'd never been fired before, down, you know, down a little bit. Uh, but being able to take that negative and turn it into a positive, uh, that challenge and turn it into a positive, I'm super grateful. I I would be fired ten times out of ten again to you know be where I, where I'm at today. Um, and one other thing that I'm super grateful for that is in the workplace that I've learned is um, our employee retention rate. Mm. We we at five years have a 97% employee retention rate at Brand Group with wow. over 80 employees. Um, and in the first two years when I was wearing all those hats and going through all the trials and tribulations of starting Branded Group it wasn't quite always the same employees were leaving left and right because we either weren't hiring the right people or we didn't have the programs in place at Branded Group to retain the, the talent that we did hire so now that we've spent the last three years putting, you know, employee uh, satisfaction surveys into place and really digging into what the actual problem was with the culture, we've been able to turn it around. And, you know, the changes that we implemented were better compensation, better medical programming, wellness programs, also uh, giving back with to the community. And now, like I said, our employee retention rate is ninety-seven percent, and that goes a long way when you're uh, a startup company trying to, you know, keep to growing. Eventually, you don't have to spend so much time training.
1: Right, so. and then when you do need to attract good talent, and you've got that kind of retention, when people know the startup environment, your article, and I want to call listeners' attention again to that on LinkedIn. That attitude of gratitude reaps big rewards, I think covers some of that perspective really nicely. So I'll I'll encourage listeners to take a look at that. You've given me the great segue because, and I think that you're so authentically in this conversation that as you've found that gratitude, you've developed that employee retention through a culture of gratitude and appreciation, you stimulate community engagement among your team and for yourself. Can you give your perspective then of how either by donating or volunteering in your communities where your people live and work, how that has been a a expression of your gratitude?
2: Absolutely. Uh, I alluded to it prior when I was talking about, you know, not feeling uh, not having a feeling of fulfillment with, uh, you know, fixing toilets for retailers. (laughs) And what we ended up doing was starting a one-for-one a one program, and that was for every service call that we completed, we donated one minute of our time to a nonprofit organization. Hmm. Uh, and so, when you're a small company, it's, it's not a lot of minutes. But uh, you know, we're after five years, we've you know gotten close to 3,000 minutes that we we donated last year, uh, and so we've partnered with. Habitat for Humanity uh, of Orange County and Habitat for Humanity of Suffolk County, Orange County, California, sorry, and Habitat for Humanity of Suffolk County, New York. And we've also uh, started volunteering with um, Second Harvest Food Bank of Orange County, California. Hmm. And so over the past four years, we've helped build over more than 10 homes uh, and volunteered hundreds of hours with these uh, three different uh, organizations. So I think that, um, to quote Winston Churchill, like, we make a living – by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. So uh, we're staunch believers in that here at Branded Group, and you know we just had our our um, we just had our second harvest second harvest food bank pantry uh, mobile pantry mm. day, and that was on Tuesday. So we came back from the Memorial Day weekend, and we were set up in the town of Orange, which is the next town over from where we're at in Anaheim, and we got a, uh, a food truck that they converted, and it's a food pantry now. And they, they had the community of the less fortunate come, and they line up and they can come shop for all the, the groceries that they want. And it was such a, a great way to give back and, and really see, like, instant gratification of here is some groceries that is going to someone that really is in need, and they're going to know that they're going to go home and have a, a nice meal that night from the food that we were able to supply for them.
1: You know, you've really touched several points that I think are, are consistent with this conversation, but always illuminated slightly differently. And you have worked in two markets with big organizations that you know make impact, and you've given employees that more direct contact with the good that they are able to do because of the good and the success of the company right the more the more calls that you complete the more minutes that you all have to contribute and what we see with this type of expression of gratitude is that those employees who get involved because of work or through work may develop their own inspiration to go back and do some of that work in their own on their own time and that is the ripple effect of gratitude. Don't you see that as as evidenced in, in what you're doing with your team?
2: Absolutely. We We, and not even just with the team, but also with our clients, because they know that every service call that they send us, they're actually donating some time as well. And at the end of the year, they get a tally of how many minutes they donated through their service call. So it's, a, you know, it's like a chain reaction. But our employees, to answer your question, yes, they they really get behind the, the giving back, whether it's going out and volunteering at their local soup kitchen or their local Habitat for Humanity build project or uh, some of them really like Doing things for pets. So they're going down to adoption centers and doing things of that nature on their own time. So I I think that we're just building better humanitarians that are giving back and expressing their gratitude when they're not just doing it through branded group.
1: It's it's like your hashtag, hashtag BeBetter. And I want to encourage our listeners to look for that. Where are you all most active with hashtag BeBetter? Is it Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn? Where can we find more about BeBetter?
2: We're on all three platforms. Uh, I would say LinkedIn is where you're going to get the most traction on that, though.
1: Good, good. And as I said, I, I encourage listeners to look for... Um, several of the articles that, that are so relevant to this conversation. Michael, thank you so much for joining me today and for what you're bringing to the world through your, your working gratitude and the culture that you're creating for your team. Thank you for joining us uh, to our listeners as well. And I want to check in with you again about how you're doing on that challenge to make your gratitude list at work for three weeks. Start or end your day with a gratitude list and let me know how it's going and let's go deeper. If there's a person on your list at the end of the day or the beginning of your day who you're grateful for, have you told them? Maybe write them a note, leave them a post-it note even on their desk, but see how they react and see how it makes you feel. Thank you again for joining us today, and please subscribe, comment, rate, and review us so that others can learn more about the value of working gratitude.
0: Darren Hollingsworth has had a thriving career as a financial advisor, sales professional, senior fundraising professional, and nonprofit executive. Now, via business, success, and philanthropy coaching, Darren is passionate about helping successful executives realize and exceed their personal and professional potential. He helps business and nonprofit leaders find and confirm their passion, their inspiration, and motivation. This is accomplished through collaborative work based on gratitude, experience, encouragement, and accountability. As Darren says, surviving is not enough. Thriving is the goal. Additionally, Darren works with businesses, nonprofit organizations, and boards of directors to create new possibilities for transformational customer and donor relationships, organizational strategic visioning and governance, as well as continuity and succession planning. Via collaboration and consulting, Darren engages with clients to empower them to build upon strengths and face challenges with confidence and expertise. To hear more Working Gratitude and for information about Darren Hollingsworth and Odinata Coaching and Consulting, visit our website odinatacoaching.com or visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Odinata Coaching or search wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Working Gratitude. Working Gratitude, copyright Darren Hollingsworth and Odinata Coaching and Consulting, all rights reserved.